Welcome to Thrive Beyond Pornography, the podcast where real couples like us candidly navigate the journey to a healthier, more connected life. Join us as we share personal experiences, expert insights, and practical tips to help you thrive in your relationships and break free. Together, let's repair and build a rock-solid connection, becoming a couple that can overcome any challenge. I'm Zach. And I'm Darcy. Did you know that pornography doesn't have to destroy you or your marriage? We're the parents of eight active members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and we love to help people just like you. We're here to share hope and healing as we take you through our journey and the journeys of our amazing clients to greater joy and love. Come grow with us to a happier, more meaningful life. Welcome Welcome to to the the Self Mastery Podcast. Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another beautiful Mastery Monday here on the Self Mastery Podcast. Today, I'm joined by my lovely wife. Hey. Hi. How you doing? Good. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. I hope you all had an amazing Father's Day yesterday. Our ward did not do anything for Father's Day. There was no singing and no treat, nothing. Darcy's kind of upset about this. I am. Because we got cheesecake for... She literally threatened to bring something next week to all the fathers in the ward. I actually think I'm going to. I I really do. I think I'm going to go buy something and make them like a thank you. And then all 10 of us in our family can pass them out in like no time. Yeah, that'd be fun. All right. So this week we're going to talk about radical honesty. This has been a conversation that Zach and I have been going back and forth on um, over the past, what, week or two? Uh, And so this is just... Well, and I've been talking about it with my clients for about a month. Yeah. And I think this is a really, really important concept. And if you're listening to this, I'm going to ask you to just go with us. Because it might be hard. And one of the reasons that I think it's going to be hard is because we're not very good at being honest with other people. And with ourselves. And especially with ourselves. But with, with, with this concept, I think you're going to start to see the value in telling the truth, even when it's not very comfortable. And if you go back to the, the episode, The Lies Our Brain Tells Us, that's kind of where this whole you know, thought process began for me. Because as I was talking to my clients, one of the things that I noticed is that they always had something that their brain was telling them that was a lie that they believed in that moment. Well, and you had that same experience when you were going through your journey. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, for me, one of the lies was, it doesn't matter. Or I'm already here. I might as well keep going. And I I think that those lies help us. They they help our brain move forward. So what I want to just start with is, the idea of not lying to ourselves about what pornography does for us. So one of my clients this last week, his thought was, I don't want to feel frustrated the rest of the day. This is where it started for him. And this, I think, is an okay thought, right? Like, There's nothing really inherently wrong about this particular idea. In fact, I think in a lot of ways it sounds like a good idea, right? Because who likes to be frustrated all day? <laughs> not you. Not me. Not me either. Now... That was his brain saying, well, you know, 
how can I solve how I'm feeling right now? I don't want to feel frustrated all the rest of the day. And then his next thought was, oh, well, now's a good time to look at pornography. And then the next thought after that was, after I turn to pornography, I won't feel frustrated. And then the next thought after that was, turning to pornography will help me forget. I want you to just kind of follow that journey. And some of you are, you know, in your minds, you, that you're, you're like, oh, I know that journey. I know what's happening here. I know what's going on for this guy and what's happening in his brain because it's happening in my brain. But I want to just, if, if, you know, if you're listening to this and you don't know that, so if you're a wife who is you know, struggling to figure out how do I help my husband, I want you to be aware for him. If you're a guy who has not created enough awareness to see what the lies are that your brain is offering you, I want you to see this pattern and see if you can find any of it in your own brain. Because usually what I, what I see is there's a one, two, three, right? So step one is I feel bad in some way, stressed, lonely, frustrated. This is, this is often the catalyst. Sometimes it's just bored. Sometimes it's just curious. Sometimes right? it's aroused. Sometimes it's aroused. But, but that, that catalyst feeling that says, I don't want to necessarily feel this way, or I'm interested in feeling differently, right? The next thought is what I often kind of refer to as a bridge. It's the bridge thought that is essentially a lie that's easy to believe, right? I don't want to feel frustrated the rest of the day. That, like, that seems like so true. But when you take it in the context of pornography viewing as a long-term habit, you do want to actually feel frustrated. You want to actually feel frustrated right now as much as you can feel frustrated because if you choose not to feel frustrated right now and you turn to pornography for the arousal, for the, uh, for escape. the, yeah, for that escape, then you are going to get to feel frustrated for the rest of the day, right? So just be aware where that lie starts to change from, oh, if I do this, then it's okay, to, oh, doing this is actually, this is actually the thing that's that's keeping me as frustrated as possible. Well, and I and I think the way I look at it is if I equate it to food, I think of it as it's like the the second that your brain starts to try to justify why it is yeah. that you should do something differently than you're currently doing now. Yes, right. And and if you look at these lies, right? So what, what our brain is doing in this moment is it's trying to tell us something that feels almost as true as can be, but that is clearly, if we think about it in the context of our broader life, not true. Like, for instance, after I turn to pornography, I won't feel frustrated. In that moment, in that very second, it probably feels true. But 10 minutes afterward, is it as true? So be, radical honesty includes not lying to yourself about what pornography does for you. The next thing that we want to be you know, thinking about is being aware that your brain is trying to help you feel good now. Instant gratification monster. Right, right, <laughs> right. And, and it's, it's a toddler. Your, your lower brain especially is a toddler, and it just wants to feel good now. What it doesn't want and this is really interesting, it doesn't want you to feel good about yourself. And, uh, and I know that sounds a little bit strange, right? Because 
if we wanted to feel good now, wouldn't we always want to feel good about ourselves? But the truth is, is that we have some chemical means to feel good now that don't make us feel good about ourselves. I think there's a lot of analogous to food here as well, right? Um, and being aware, being capable of discerning the difference between feeling good now and feeling good about yourself or feeling good about yourself in the future is really important to notice what your brain is offering you. And here's a really interesting thing that I've observed about pornography uh, viewing and about just like this idea that my brain wants to feel good now is that your brain is very much in the moment. It's very much in the moment of what's going on for you, and it's not, it's not thinking about 10 steps down the road sometimes. And just being aware of that and being willing to say, oh, wait, this is me choosing to feel good now versus me choosing to feel good about who I am. There's a big difference. So one of the things that I find super pleasurable is shopping. I love to buy kid clothes and <laughs> I, and I always have. And it's funny because the thing that I absolutely hate the most is laundry and keeping up with all the folding and the organizing and the sorting of the seasons. And you guys should see our couch right now. <laughs> There's so much of it. Right. But it, it's funny because I find so much pleasure in buying and seeing my kids in, in cute clothes. And, it, and they're it, cute. Uh, I will give you that. But as far as like my long-term, I guess, satisfaction, it definitely goes down because then I'm, I'm even more of a slave to the amount of clothes that we have, right? Because if, if your kids have, say, 10 outfits... And then you times that by eight, that's 80 outfits. But then if you have, say, 20 outfits per kid, then I'm looking at 160 outfits. It just adds up and it, it really... It's um, a lot of laundry. It, it just makes it super overwhelming. Underwear and socks and blankets and uh, unending amounts of laundry, right? <laughs> but I think that's a really good analogy to... Our brain wants to feel good right now. And it's not trying to help you feel good long term. So being honest about what your brain's offering you up front is a huge component. Uh, not lying to yourself about what pornography is actually doing for you. Another huge component of this radical honesty. Uh, in addition to that, being upfront about your pornography use. Now, this one, I think, is probably the most difficult. And we coached on this in the membership uh, on Thursday, was it, this last week? And this is, I, to me, this is probably one of, one of the more difficult ones. And I want to be really clear here. We are not advocating that you look at pornography. That's not what we're advocating. Uh, what we are advocating is having the conversation with your spouse beforehand. So one of the things that we teach is to plan ahead. And what does that mean? Planning ahead means that if you're going to choose pornography, you're going to do it not, you know, in the moment. You're going to do it at a set time that you choose in the future, at least 24 hours from now. Meaning you're not responding to an urge when it comes. Very much so. And in doing that, what do you get? This becomes now agency. 
And an agency is the capacity to say yes and no, right? Or no and yes. And this is really, really important when it comes to being upfront about your pornography use. I'm choosing this. And I think as the wife, that is, this is probably the hardest concept to... And parents. And parents, yeah, to get behind and to understand because obviously the goal is that we don't look at pornography. That is the end goal. But for someone who has viewed pornography for years and years and years, it is a lot easier said than done to just say, don't ever do it again and and expect and believe that that's going to be the reality. And so when we plan ahead and we set those parameters in place about when and how we are going to view pornography if that is what we are going to do, then it's easier to begin to get a handle of that and to, to really understand what it is and, and why it is you're, you're turning to pornography. Yeah, and this, we're going to talk about ownership, but I think when we talk about this, this particular concept, this is about ownership. The, you know, this is not a, this is not you just falling down the rabbit hole as we like to talk about. This is about ownership. Um, and planning ahead means that I've made a decision and I'm going to stand behind that decision. And the, the goal behind it is is that you are not just responding to an urge. Yeah. Oh, that that's a really good point. And this is one thing that I talk about a lot. Like, which one is worse? I'm out of control. I'm, I'm slipping or I fell off the wagon, uh, you know, whatever language we want to use around that. Or, which means that I turn to pornography and that's why I can't stop. Or, I made a decision. I chose this. I know why I chose it, and I'm choosing it from a place of agency and consciousness. That way, I can begin the process of stopping the choice, right? Which one's better? And this, to me, is like that whole crux, right? Is it, I'm broken, I'm lost, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I'm incapable, I'm uh, powerless. powerless against my addiction. I'm weak. Yes. Or, I'm making this decision it's not currently in alignment with who I want to be, but I am making it because it's what I'm choosing, not because I'm broken, right? Uh, the next component of this is the confessing ahead of ahead of time. I'm going to call it confessing ahead of time. It's not it's not a confession because you haven't done anything, right? But it's just being upfront with the conversation to your spouse, to yourself, to anybody around you, and this is hard, right? Like I can imagine, especially early in our struggle if I had said to Darcy, hey, on Tuesday at five o'clock for 15 minutes, I'm going to look at pornography. I can totally imagine you trying to like intervene. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't try to intervene. I'm not. What I am saying is just being upfront about what's going on and saying, this is what I have planned because I had this urge and I processed it and I went through that process and I still feel like I want to go and view this, I'm going to be upfront with you and I'm going to tell you when that's going to be or, you know, what that looks like. And now I'm not lying about it. Now I'm not like coming to you going, Oh, I just didn't have the strength. I just slipped. I didn't, you know, whatever that looks like. And that's not to say that, 
you know, telling your spouse afterward is a bad thing. I think if we look at it from like a good, better, best sort of situation, good is I, I'm up, I talk to my wife. Better is I have this conversation beforehand. Best is I've learned the process well enough to process my urges, deal with them, and I never turn to pornography again, right? So we're in the process of moving forward. We're not going to like freak out about what we aren't doing yet. We're going to just be where we are and start working on that, right? So confessing ahead of time, that means I'm upfront about it. I'm not lying. That's radical honesty, right? I think the next thing in that radical honesty pattern is, or in that radical honesty conversation is stop acting like we don't know the pattern. I think that every wife who has watched their husband struggle with this could tell you they know the pattern. <laughs> yes. I, in fact, I talked to a wife a few weeks ago and she was like, I know, I know the pattern. I know why he chose to look at pornography the last time he did. I know exactly what happened. And he came to me and he wanted to know. And I'm like, I'm not going to tell you anymore what happened. You need to be able to figure it out yourself. <laughs> but it, but it's so true, right? Like you can start to see the warning signs ahead of time or um, the patterns of behavior, whether that's like for Zach, it was he started reading a lot of news articles. And then it might be that he clicked on like Sports Illustrated news articles, right? So like I could see those patterns. And, emerging in emerging the in before it actually turned to pornography. Well, and I'll take it one step further back, which is not just the patterns of behavior, but what are the patterns of thought? Yeah. What are the things that we're thinking that say, oh, I can go a little further or I can go down this path and I'm not going to get caught. And just being aware of those and stop acting like we don't know what's happening and, uh, you know, take some time and write them out. Well, and I think for anyone who's tried to lose weight, right, it's always like, I'll start on Monday. Yeah. Right? That's like a super common thought that your brain's like, oh, well, I've already messed up today. And say it's, you know, Wednesday. And your brain's like, oh, we'll start again on Monday. Like, that's just your brain's way of saying, hey, we can eat and be merry from Wednesday till Sunday again. And then on Monday, we'll, we'll try start again. again. Right. Where... The truth is, is that, you know, you, you start you, every day, you ate on Wednesday, something that wasn't necessarily on plan. And then you just right after you eat that, you keep going instead of saying, oh, I'll push it off to next Monday. Yeah, no. And this, I think, in the in the pornography space often shows up as, well, you're already here. You're, you've already come this far. You might as well keep going. Or since you've already messed up once, you can mess up again until you confess to your bishop. Right. So just be aware of the patterns. Stop acting like we don't know the patterns. And then finally, and we, I said we'd get to this, but owning the decision. I think that when we turn to pornography, we don't want to believe the things that we would believe about ourselves if we were actively consciously choosing pornography rather than being caught off guard or a victim or addicted or uh, powerless. Right. When we think about you know, our pornography viewing behavior, we don't really want to be aware of how much we have to own that. And once we begin the process of owning it, I, I, I want you to just don't come at this from a place of shame. 
you're not broken. You are learning. You're a toddler. So, you know, try not to try not to, you know, stand over your poor toddler brain and scream at it that it doesn't know how to work. Just be aware that you're going to have to relearn some things. So, owning the decision is a process of relearning how it is that we make decisions, why we make decisions, and how we can execute so that we can more closely align with our values and be in integrity with ourselves and with others rather than just being at the whims of our toddler brain and and turning to pornography when it's not appropriate. It's just not. One of the things that that I was thinking about when Zach and I were talking about this conversation is what would actually happen, say a husband was going to choose to look at pornography and he called his wife and said, hey, I'm going to choose to look at pornography. My guess is in a lot of situations, it might not end in you actually going to look at pornography. It might end up being a conversation with your spouse where you're able to connect and share your struggles and share what's going on for you and maybe find a healthier more in line, in line with your values and who it is that you are striving to be solution to what's going on for you. And I'm going to add here, and I'm going to say this, and I hope desperately that it's taken in the right way. The, the person that you're having this conversation, they need to be ready to hear it and willing to hear what it is that's going on for you. And we've talked about this a little bit on the podcast where, you know, I would tell Darcy, hey, I'm, you know, a little bit stressed at work. And then, like, she would freak out. Mm -hmm. And it would be hard for her to hear what's going on for me. So this is a, this is a, you know, I'm not saying that you should be happy that your husband's telling you he's looking at pornography. But I am telling you it's probably much more helpful if you can hear that conversation coming from him and be aware of what's going on for him without making it mean anything about you. I think for us wives, sometimes it's easier to not know about these things, right? To not have to face the reality of what's going on in our in our marriage and, and our relationship with our spouse. And so part of this conversation is learning how to... Go through that intimate struggle with them. Well, and just learning how to have those conversations yeah no and this is i think really important that when we're willing to mourn with those who mourn and struggle with those who are struggling which is you know what we learn about in in the gospel right then we have greater depth in our relationships we have greater depth in what we get out of our lives and that in the end to me is what our marriage is about is is getting deeper, more intimate, more capable of seeing each other for who we are rather than, well, this is his problem. He needs to fix it. And I'm not a part of that. Although his pornography problem is his struggle, we are still part of the dance, right? In a marriage, there's two people in a marriage and it's like when you're dancing, right? There's two people. And so... As they say, it takes two to tango. Yeah, so the steps that I take and the the reactions that I have and the attitude that I bring to it and also maybe the help and the solution that I bring to it makes a difference. Yeah, 
And all this coming back to owning the decision is you as a, as, as a man, you need to be willing to, to stand up and say, this is what I've done and this is what I'm doing. And not shy away from it and not be someone who, you know, gets caught or gets, you know, <laughs> it, it's always a matter of, well, I fell down the route. I slipped. I fell off the wagon. You know, no. I chose to look at pornography this week, and here's what was happening for me. Right? Now now we've owned it. Now we can learn from it, and we, can, we don't have to be ashamed of it. We can learn from it, and we can move forward, and we can do a different process next time. And I guess I kind of want to share this example that I was talking to Zach about before we recorded this to kind of illustrate this in a non, um, not quite so sensitive um, topic. But for me right now, my struggle is, is that I'm not getting enough sleep at night. I'm like staying up entirely way too late. Sometimes it's 3 a.m. Sometimes it's 4 a.m. And then I have to get up to be with the kids in the morning. And so I'm tired and I'm tired all day, right? But I can sit there and say, well, I'm just really tired. I didn't get enough sleep. And what was me? Or I can say, no, I'm actually choosing to get into bed. And after Zach and I hang out and he falls asleep, I pick up my phone and I start reading really interesting um, threads on either Instagram or in some of the Facebook groups I'm in. And I find them fascinating. And so then, you know, hours go by and then I finally turn off my phone and go to bed. And so I guess that's kind of like when I'm owning that decision of, no, actually, I'm the one that's causing myself to be tired because I'm choosing to be on my phone at night. And now, granted, I could justify that. I could say it's pretty much the only time that I have to myself all day, every day, right? Once everybody's asleep, then it's like my time to just be me. And so that's one of the that's one of the lies my brain tells me is, hey, this is the time for you, right? But if I listen to that and I, I stay on my phone way too late, then the consequences are not super positive the next day because I'm too tired. Yeah, I love that example. I think that example really illustrates the reality that what we choose to do are, are our choices. Sometimes people come and they're like, Oh yeah, I really can't stop. I don't have control over this. You know, it just it just happens to me and I'm like, "Oh, so like pornography like like sh- like a bunch of people show up to your house and they take their clothes off and they chain you to a chair and they say, "We're here. We're going to be pornography and you're going to watch." Is that what's happening here? And I've I've never met anybody who says that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it happens to people. I don't know. But it doesn't happen to me and it doesn't happen to most people that I talk to. So it you know just being aware that this is this is a choice and owning that choice planning ahead being upfront about it with your spouse confessing ahead as as we call it and and stop acting like we don't know the pattern is key to really at, in the end ending this process and and i think for those of you who might be newer on this journey you might be thinking i don't really know my pattern Maybe you really, truly believe that it just happens. And so that's where your work comes in to really become a scientist and really start to 
examine your brain, examine your thought process, examine your, your behaviors, your actions, because the more you're aware of what's going on for you, the easier it is to begin to change. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Hey, thank you guys for listening. We love you guys so much. Thank you for, we got to a hundred, uh, not likes, what do you call it? Reviews. Reviews. We got to a hundred reviews. <laughs> Which was our goal. <laughs> Which Yay! was our goal. We got to a hundred reviews and we're so grateful for everyone who has reviewed us. Um, thank you so much. And once again, we just want to reiterate that this, this concept right now is not permission to use pornography. It's nope. not us telling you, yeah, you should plan pornography. It's great. That's not what we're saying at all, period. That's not what we do in our marriage. So if you're confused about that, give me a call. Yeah. It, it's really <laughs> about making this decision from a conscious place with owning your agency and your ability to choose to do something or choose to not do something. Rather than feeling like you're a victim, feeling like you're stuck, feeling like you're powerless, feeling like you're an addict, all of that. Because from that place, there truly is no hope, right? right? At that point, when you're saying this behavior is 100% outside of my control, then how do you change? What is, yeah. where, where's, where is the, the opportunity to change in that? And like I've said, you know, time and again on this podcast, one of the first new beliefs that I had was I can look at pornography. And I've explained that, you know, in previous episodes, but believing I can look at pornography is a radical departure from where I was, which is I can't, I shouldn't, I should be better. Yet I keep doing it. And yet I keep doing it, right? And getting to a place of, oh, I'm actually making this decision. This is my decision. I can look at pornography. I can make that choice. And maybe I will today. And eventually I got to a place that, that, like I've talked about before on the podcast, where I say, I can, but I choose not to. But I couldn't get there until I started to believe that I could make this decision and own it. And not just fall into it on accident. Yeah, absolutely. All right, you guys. We love you. Thank you so much for listening. Please share this podcast with anybody you think might benefit from it. We love doing it. We'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Self Mastery Podcast. Every day, Darcy and I work with amazing men and women to remove pornography from their lives and relationships. If you're ready to take the next step in your journey, let us help you. Sign up for a consult at zackspafford.com slash work with me, and you can set up some time for you or your spouse to meet with me or with Darcy, and we can help you get started on your self-mastery journey. Thanks for listening to Thrive Beyond Pornography. If you're seeking guidance and support to overcome pornography for good and begin creating a thriving life beyond it, check out my free webinar, How to Overcome Pornography with Skills That Actually Work. You'll learn practical, proven skills guided by an expert coach who has personally overcome pornography. Whether you're getting started for just yourself or along with your spouse, Darcy and I can teach you the tools that will help you put your life on the right path for you. Be sure to check out the show notes for a direct link and... If you could take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts, it would mean the world to us. Your reviews play a significant role in helping others discover the show so they can join us on this transformative journey. Thank you for being part of the Thrive Beyond Pornography community. 
Until our next episode, stay strong, stay focused, and keep thriving.